What is it? It's time to go back. Welcome. Welcome back to Generation S. It's a podcast about growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s. I'm Dan Kemp, and today I am joined by a very special guest. Uh, she is the host of the Pop Culture Retrospective podcast all about growing up in the 90s, Ms. Amy Lewis. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for be, for letting me come on to your show. This is very exciting, and this is one of the best things about being a podcaster is meeting other fellow podcasters who are you know, nerds for the their childhood. And so that's, you know, it's just yeah. great to connect. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. this is, guys, this is part two of our little collaboration. So I actually was on your show uh, yes. last week, where uh, yep. I guess it might have come out just a couple of days ago. But anyway, yes. you know, so I, it was, yeah. So uh, in, that, in that episode, we talked all about Nickelodeon game shows and sports and stuff like that, which um, if you're a listener of this podcast, you know, we covered that pretty extensively back in January. So I was super excited to talk about that again. Yes, that um, was a great episode, so, by the way. Oh, I loved it. I had a great yeah. time with you, which is why we're yeah. talking here. So uh, today, so we were messaging back and forth on like, what are some other things we could legit talk about? And I think it, I don't know how it came up. I, it was on my list already, but I was like, well, what do you know? Do you have any, you know, memories or, or thoughts on Disney movies or like Disney Channel original movies? Because that's yes. what we're covering today. And you were like, absolutely. And so you were, you were throwing out a few titles that, that you, you remember. So I was like, perfect, let's do it. So uh, yeah. that's what we're covering today. We're not covering all of them because I think they're even still making them. I don't know. I haven't watched the Disney Channel in like decades but yes there's um, an obscene obscene number of disney channel original movies it's yeah out of control yeah it's insane so but we're gonna basically i mean we're only gonna probably go deep on a couple of them that that i and you have memories of um but i'll probably give you a list of like i don't know the first 25 that came out because i mean i i told so i use chat gpt if y'all are familiar it's a fantastic tool to help you organize your life really um but i said give me a list of all the disney channel original movies that came out from the beginning until the early 2000s and so it stopped at 2003 and it gave me 44 movies so we are not going to talk about 44 movies. I'm not even going to list all 44 that it gave me here because that's just, I feel like I would be rambling, but sure. I will give you, we'll, we'll talk about a handful and then I'll list off a handful that may have, you know, if, if you're listening to this and, uh, you know, you, it might trigger something for you. Cause there's certainly ones that I forgot existed just looking at this list and I never saw them, but I certainly remember seeing commercials for them. Cause that was one. I will say this yeah. about the Disney channel is they did a very good job about advertising their, their own content on their, on their channel. Right. And and I feel like that's pretty common for most channels, but I just, they, I remember some of these commercials vividly. Yes. Once they so, went to commercials, which was very disappointing because I'm old enough that I remember when Disney channel had no commercials, which was amazing. However, yeah. being able to promote their other movies and becoming aware of stuff certainly was helpful. And that was, I'm trying to think, because I do, I remember when we first got, it wasn't cable, we had satellite, right? This Because I lived in a very rural part of upstate New York. By the way, I'm sorry I have to go on this tangent real quick. Um, I do want to give a shout out to one of our biggest fans, Ashley. Uh, she's been a good friend of mine for about 15 years now, and she's done a, an amazing job championing this podcast um, to her friends and just everyone she isn't, knows. Isn't that listen. the best when you just have so many people I, it encouraging is. you? It's so um, motivating. Yeah. 
She yeah. is amazing. So, and I promised her, I said, listen, if you can get 10 people to listen to this next episode, I will shout you out on the show. And, and uh, true to my word, I want to give her a big shout out because she is amazing. Uh, thank you, Ashley. Seriously. So uh, I appreciate you listening and, and, and spreading the word. And, and I'm glad you're enjoying the show because she always gives great feedback. Every time I put out an episode, she, she messages me on Facebook and is like, I love this. This was great. Uh, you know, so it's always awesome. fantastic. So anyway, sorry yeah. about that tangent. I just had to shout out Ashley before I forgot because it's very important. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, I was so as I was saying, I grew up in a very rural town, so we had satellite, but we had the Disney Channel. And when I first started watching it, I remember there were no commercials, like you said. Like I'd yep. be watching an episode of like Rescue Rangers, and like it would go from like, "Oh no, are they going to fall off the cliff?" Like it would be a typical commercial break, and then it fades to black. You're like, "Okay, commercial time," and right. they bring you right back to the show, and you're like, "What? What yeah. just happened?" Uh, <laughs> now these days, kids watching Netflix or whatever, like you don't know what I'm talking about. There's you, right. you don't have commercials, maybe YouTube ads, but that's different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was it like 98, 99 that they started doing commercials or was it earlier? Do you remember? I think it was probably thereabouts. Yeah. I would say mid to late nineties cause it was an additional yeah. above and beyond sort of basic cable. So in the eighties yeah. you could get the Disney channel was extra and HBO was extra so it was certainly very nice to not have commercials. Um, but, you know, I think with for at least for the Disney Channel's sake, you know, their commercials, especially at that time, were mostly just promo stuff like you're talking about for their other TV shows or other movies. It wasn't necessarily super distracting commercials like on network TV. Right. Well, and it's funny because, again, a lot of people may not remember this, but cable was invented to like the whole idea of getting cable back in the day was that you didn't have to pay for commercials because they made their money off of subscriptions to cable. Right. Um, which right. which didn't last very long because once they realized people would keep cable and still watch commercials, that was it because right. that happened. It's happening now. You know what I mean? We've got uh, all these streaming services out there that are now just incorporating ads into maybe cheaper tiers of their subscriptions, yes. but you're still paying money and watching commercials. Right. So it's, it's not going to go away anytime soon. No, um, definitely not. Honestly, it's funny, like, looking back, like, I don't mind commercials. Like, I'll say this, like, I can put up with commercials as long as it's not, like, the same commercial every break where, like, okay, by the end of yes. it, I'm going to punch my TV. Like, yes. if, if they had I, a variety, I, I didn't mind them. You know what right. I mean? It was it was kind of a good break because then you can get up, go to the bathroom, get a bite to eat, whatever, right. and then come back. You didn't miss anything. So, right. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think too. during my childhood, I certainly, I grew up in the Chicagoland area, so there was a lot of Chicagoland relevant commercials that I distinctly remember and I can sing the jingles and I know where I can purchase a, a fur coat if I you know so choose <laughs> if I'd like to get a mink coat because I remember that there's Adriana furs so I think that there was certainly something timeless and memorable about a lot of the commercials yeah. that remind me of my childhood or commercials for Dimatap and Robitussin you know if you had a cold so I think I am kind of have some slight emotional attachment to commercials um, so yeah, you know, I mean, which is, a... I mean, in it, it's kind of sad. I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah. get it. Like, I'm very aware that it's kind of weird that we are, but it's I, to me, they're just as much as part of the program we watch back then as the shows themselves, right? I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, I have you ever gone on YouTube and just looked up like a like a block of '80s commercials and yes. just see what you remember? Like, yes, oh, everyone absolutely. does it, you know? Yeah. They oh, get yeah. millions I, of views. That's <laughs> if I if I want views for a YouTube channel, I'll throw I'll throw up old commercials because I, I guarantee you I'll get thousands of views because that's what people do. They want to watch these old commercials and right. you know it, it takes you back even more than the shows sometimes. Like yes, it's because you see them even less. You know, yeah. yeah, they're very locked in time and very relevant. And I've definitely incorporated many clips of commercials into episodes of my podcast. 
So absolutely. Well, listen, and that's something I totally forgot. Is I, I oh, wanted to to start sorry. things off by giving you a chance to talk about your podcast. So, sure. um, so so the pop culture retrospective podcast. You've actually been out for a couple of three years now, I think, right? Yeah. So just over three years. I I think like a lot of people, coincidentally, just started a started a podcast during the pandemic. But it was something that has yep. been sort of on my radar of things that I wanted to do for a long time. I've been a very avid podcast listener for probably ten to fifteen years at this point. Started off listening to a lot of um, Disney World podcasts because I'm a big Disney nerd. But I decided to start a podcast in uh, May of 2020 as a way to sort of remember my sister, who sadly passed away in March of 2019. She was a, a teacher, hilarious, an artist, our family historian. She remembered everything from when we were little kids. She was a really amazing, compassionate human being who unfortunately really struggled with some significant mental health issues and unfortunately lost her battle to those issues, um, which was, you know, of course, awful. However, mm -hmm. I wanted to sort of think of some way to deal with that grief in a way that was productive, healthy, and helped me focus on good parts of our relationship and our growing up together because she was my best friend and we watched movies together, we watched TV together, we played with toys together, everything possible that you can think of. We were pretty close in age and into a lot of the same stuff and a lot, into the, a lot of the same music. So I thought, what better way to recognize her and remember her and by looking through and looking back at stuff that we were into as kids and teenagers. So that's kind of the how my show got started. So every episode has some component of her sort of tied into it, whether it's a band that she liked. So I did a show about Nirvana. I'm wearing my Notorious B.I.G. shirt. One of my early episodes was on him and his story, which is pretty incredible. So she sort of inspires each of my episodes, but it's a very positive, uh, you know, try to be uplifting, funny show, just taking a look back at stuff. And uh, it's been incredibly therapeutic in many ways. And it's, it's allowed me to meet so many amazing people which I just did not anticipate or expect at all. I thought I'd just be sitting in the corner of my bedroom talking to myself, but I've connected with so many encouraging, supportive people like yourself and other podcasters that are just very encouraging and listeners that are very encouraging. So it's been a pretty amazing three and a half years and I'm yeah still enjoying it and loving. It. I get excited about every time I record and look forward to it, look forward to meeting other people, get, you know, being guests on other shows or having people on my shows and just all reminiscing about how amazing this period of time was for all of us for different reasons. But for me, it's it's very much tied to my uh, sister, but in a really good, positive way. Yeah. So that was a long absolutely. answer. So thank you for your patience. No, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I just feel so bad because like, I mean, that's like probably the most, the purest reason to start a podcast. And, and here I am like, I don't know, I like to talk and that's about it, really. Like, <laughs> well, but the, well, no, I, I would, I would challenge you in that because I think that you are very passionate about your childhood, which is a, which is around the same time as mine, you yeah. know. And there's that's what people always say is if you're going to start a podcast, you have to do it about something that you're passionate about. So you're, you know, clearly very passionate about your childhood and all the things that you experienced and watched, and that you're now showing to your kids, which is pretty awesome. And I yeah. am very passionate about that too. And on top of that, you know, I will talk about my sister for you know until i can't talk anymore so you know i think we're both in it for the right reasons and you know um that's why i think people like us our paths sort of cross because we're both you know sincerely into covering the information and sharing the information that we are 
might be for yeah. slightly different reasons, but the our, our hearts are in the the right place. So. Well, and and I, I know I've said this on the podcast before in the last fifty episodes, but nostalgia is I you know I heard this somewhere I can't remember where, but it's like the the happiest form of sadness you can you can have, right? And and it comes that is in a great way moments. to describe it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and so I just I, I I love that idea of being able to just talk about something and 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 trigger that that memory in someone's head that they totally forgot about, right? Like yes. I, I guarantee you, I'm going to list off a movie here in a little bit that, you know, you're going to forget you saw, not you necessarily, Amy, but just the yeah. listeners. Sure. And like, oh my God, totally remember that. And all of a sudden they're, they're thinking of the, the, you know, the commercials or the actors in it or whatever. So absolutely, um, that, that's, that's the idea of not just mine, not just yours, all these nostalgia podcasts, you know what I mean? That's, that's the goal. And right. uh, it is, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's it's the easiest thing to be passionate about because it's your own life, you know right. what I mean? And so, um, and to be able to share that with, you know, in your case, your sister, you know, with with friends, with family. And so, um, yeah, I just think that's really awesome. So I, I love well, your show. You, yeah. I think it's fantastic. So remember, guys, it, it's pop. Yeah, thank you. So uh, the Pop Culture Retrospective Podcast, you are on everything, right? Yeah, uh, pretty Spotify, much. I think, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and Stitcher, which is going down the tubes yeah, unfortunately by Stitcher, but sad. yeah i know rip uh gone but not forgotten so yes i'm on all <laughs> major podcast platforms and i do have a, a website that i finally did after all this time uh, for my podcast so it's popcultureretrospective.com so perfect all right yeah. well there you go. and i'll i'll have a link obviously in the uh, the description of this episode so awesome. uh everyone can check out your show as well and i think that's also what's great about podcasting is that i'm not competing with you we're not competing you know what i mean like if i have other people from other shows like i have there's a a good friend of mine now ty he's the host of the whiskey Lodian podcast which i highly recommend by the way i uh, love um, the title of that i'm gonna be yeah, looking that he, up Genius. i highly recommend it it's fantastic so he hosts a show where they drink like mixed drinks and talk about nickelodeon like that's literally their focus and it's incredible but there's so much out there like literally there's no competing podcast you're not going to choose a podcast over another one you're going to want to listen to both because you can and it's not like they're on tv at the same time like the old wcw wwf wrestling was exactly or gummy bears and the wuzzles at the same time sure really unfortunate yeah where how were they on at the same time they're both disney channel they were but they were they were both sold to different networks. So one oh, went to ABC and one to CBS and they aired at the same time on Saturday mornings. But yes, yeah. I'm a big, I mean, that, yeah, that's how I feel that I kind of call it community over competition. Yes. And so that's again, just the coolest thing. Like I have these people that I've never met, but connect with a lot online are like my biggest advocates for my show, you know, and it's not something I'm asking them to do. It's just because they're awesome and you're awesome. And we just all want to help each other out and talk to each other and, and nerd out for a little bit about the, yeah. you know, the time that we grew up. And that's pretty incredible. I wish more people could experience this sort of positive community that is nothing. There's no competition. It's just like, well, that was a great I've episode. Tried. Or, you know? I mean, I've tried getting people to come on the podcast for me that just refuse, like straight. In fact, I, I won't yeah. mention names here, but there was sure. somebody that I'm hoping she listens to this episode because since I started it, she's like, you need to do an episode on Disney Channel movies because, and then she, yeah. cause she was big into the Disney. And again, I won't mention names. I don't sure. want to embarrass her, but she yeah. knows who she is if she's listening to this, um, which yeah. I hope she is. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing like it, like literally getting on and just, just talking you know, whether it's about nostalgia or whatever the podcast topic is, it's right. fun. It's just, it's, and you feel like you're, you're 
big, you know, like for in my case, I used to be on the radio and this is as close as it gets to being on, you know, a regular radio station. So, yeah, uh, it's it's terrific. So anyway, that is enough uh, podcast circle jerking. Yes. (laughs) Let's uh, let's talk Disney Channel movies here, because this is why we're here today. This is why you're listening. And um, I want to go. So I'm going to list a few. We're going to go into detail on maybe just a couple, because there's only a few that I remember a watching and b liking, you know, because I didn't I didn't like them all. Yes. Um, you know, there's actually, I was looking at the list here and there's definitely a couple that I want to have as like standalone future episodes where we just talk about that. So, you know, definitely want to have you back on to do that too. So, absolutely. Um, all right. So before I, I want to, I want to quiz you, but if you've already, if you have things in front of you, I don't want you to cheat necessarily. No, but, um, okay. Do I'll you remember? Okay, perfect. Do you remember the first Disney channel original movie that came out? Yes. It was under wraps in 1997. Yes. There it is. It was that one about they, they find a mummy, right? Yes. And it was, which I realized it was remade. What's up with that? I did not know that. Yes. Like it on was the remade. Disney Channel? Yes. It was remade in 2021, I think oh, I want to say, because I tried to find the original Under Wraps, and I don't believe it's on Disney Plus, but the new Under Wraps was on there, which Jeez. I thought was kind of messed up. So yes, I was, we had to watch it on YouTube, like VHS quality. Such a bummer. So not only are they remaking their old cartoon movies, they are now yes. remaking their own Disney Channel originalists. Right. God. Which didn't do that well the first time around, but maybe they're right. hoping to establish a new viewership or something. So who yeah. knows? Although fun fact, did you know this? I don't know if you had a chance to look up too much about under wraps, but do you know who plays the mummy? I was wondering if it was the same person that plays the mom's boyfriend, but I'm not sure. I think just because of the height factor. Yeah, Bill Fagerbakey, I think is his, how he goes. Okay, I didn't know that he played it, but I was wondering if it was him just based on the the height factor. Uh, do, you, do you know? Do you know who that is though? I do. Yes. Yeah. So I remember him in Coach, the TV sitcom Coach with Craig T. Nelson, and I also yep. also didn't realize this because I think this just shows my age is that he and not in a good way uh, that he's a voice <laughs> of somebody on SpongeBob. I want to say he is. Which he's I didn't Patrick watch, so. Star from SpongeBob. Yes. Yeah. Who, but you never watched SpongeBob. Random. That wasn't ever. Not really. I think by the time that show came on, I was, I, gotcha. I wasn't watching much. You know, once Lear Shorts and like Hey Dude were not on the air, like and Snick yeah. was, you know, that you're done to me, Nickelodeon. You know, <laughs> you're you're you are dead to me. You are dead SpongeBob. to me. You can't. You know. Sorry, Fair anyways. Okay. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, I thought that was fun. So um, yeah. All right. So. I don't know how I want to do this. Okay, here we go. We're going to do it like this. I want you to tell me your favorite Disney Channel original movie, hmm. and then I'm going to tell you mine, and then okay. I'll just go through the list, and then we'll go back and we'll talk about those those two movies. How about that? Okay, that sounds like a plan. Does that work? Yes. All right, so what is your favorite Disney Channel original movie? Yes, hands down, no questions asked, absolutely, 100%, it's Brink. Brink. Yes. Love that movie. I would have picked that as my favorite, but I want to have a separate favorite because, but believe me, okay. that one is like, love it to death. Yes. Um, I was big into rollerblading when that came out, like Same here. huge into rollerblading. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, well, I think everyone was in the late nineties, right? That was yes. like the thing. Cause you had like the extreme sports and yes. like, cause like in this, is it called the X games that they go to at the end of it or something? Or I'm trying to, I, I think it's based off of that. I don't know. I don't think that they end up at the action. I don't think they actually end up at the, specific x games i could be wrong but at least it's they something it very something similar else. or based it may be very very much based on the x games which originally was called the extreme games that's right everything yeah. was ext- you know to the extreme especially in the early early 90s is everything's to the extreme 
And then in the late 90s, it just there was X in everything. You had Triple X with Vin Diesel. You had D-Generation X in the WWF. You had X everything. So, yeah. um, you okay. know, I just it's that's just the way it was, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you had, um, I think, Eric Von Dieter played Brink, Andy Brinker, or Brinkman, yes. Brinker. I don't remember. But, I th- that, um, yeah, the, the Brink was his nickname, but I think it was Brinkman. Um, Brinkman or something like that. Yeah. So, but he and his friends are just, they, they're, you know, they're rollerblading enthusiasts, I guess, is the best way to describe it. And then you've got um, Team X-Blades. That's where the X comes in. Yes. X-Blades. X-Blades. going to give it to you. So. Yeah. So basically, this is almost like the karate kid of rollerblading movies. That's probably the best way to describe it, where you've Pretty got much. this... E- these evil rollerblading kids, right? That uh, they they cheat to win, and they're bullies in school, and they're the best at all these competitions. And yes. so, anyway, long story short, um, and, and if I butcher this, I apologize. Please swoop in at any time to correct no, me. That's okay. But, um, so Brink is basically like they're always like, you should come join our team, man. You're great. You you deserve better than this group of losers that you're with. You know, pretty yes. typical '90s stuff. And so. Uh, you know, he's like, oh, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then something stupid happens. Maybe I can't remember if it's like a miscommunication or whatever, where he's like, you know what? Fine, I'm going to do it. Or maybe he needs the money or something. I think that might be what it was. Yes, I think, yeah, it was he needs the money. And I just double check it is Brinker. This is his last name. Not Brink, Brinker. 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 There it so, is. Yeah. Okay. But yes, he needs so. money for his family. I think his dad, he lost, his dad his or or lost his job or lost his job. Yeah, something like that. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, well, we need the money, so I got to go with the team that wins. And so his friends, of course, they can't understand that being, you know, whatever. They're like, no, man, you're selling out. So, yeah. like, in hindsight, I'm like, no, you guys suck. Like, the dude needs money. Get, get right. Give him a break. Um, fun fact, though, do you do you remember the actor that plays? So basically the reason there's an opening on Team X-Blades for him to join is because one of the players gets injured or the, the competitor, whatever it is, the teammates. Do you yeah. remember who played that, that team member? The one who got injured? That I don't remember, which is sad because i feel like i watched that movie about five thousand times but it's just not ringing a bell well and especially when you realize who it actually is it's actually walter emmanuel jones aka zach the black power ranger what yeah whoa so there it is serious stuff still playing a teenager in 1997 and i'm pretty sure he was in his 30s at that point but yes um, it happens it happens pretty frequently which is bizarre but yes so, but anyway, so that's why there's that slot open room to join. And then, you know, long story short, he ends up going, nah, man, I'm not going to sell out. And he ended up going back to his own team or whatever. Uh, yeah. There's another guy, and I can't remember his name, and I didn't I didn't do my homework on this, but um, the guy who plays, like, the main, what's the name of the main, like, kind of antagonist on Team X-Blades? The, the, the tall guy with the dark brown hair. Uh, Val. Val. Okay, do you remember who, what, who else? I don't remember the actor's name. Do you remember what other character that guy played, though, early in the 90s? I'm trying to. I feel like I remember reading something, but now can't think of it. So Val was in another sports movie in the '90s called yeah. The Little Giants, and oh, he played God, yes. Spike. Oh my he God! He was the big. He was the giant football player that shows up halfway through the movie. Yeah. So Jeez. and and then he goes to rollerblading apparently. So wow. Well, you know what? It's good to be a multi-sport athlete. You know, it's you know, good to be I mean, able to hit the hit the half pipe, hit the field. You know, it's good to right. be a jack of all trades. Absolutely. So, but uh, yeah, and in typical, you know, kind of 90s fashion, the feel good moment at the end where you've got the uh, the good guys going against the bad guys in the competition, good guys win. And and that's all she wrote, man. Yeah. But uh, I tell you what, I mean, and I say this as a I don't want to say I'm a masculine guy, but I'm certainly um, more rugged than some. Uh, I was always very jealous of Brink's hair. Can I just say that? Like the dude had like the best hair and I wish I could. I I I had very like. 
I like you, you don't know that now because I'm super bald now. But like back in the day, I had I actually had a lot of hair, but it was very wavy. Like it yeah. wouldn't like it wouldn't fall flat, which it's you know it just just the way it grew, and so I could never do like the the really good like the I call it like the boy band hairstyle, right? Yeah. Where it was like yes. the, the hair over the eyes, you know, super long and, yes. you know, but like it just looked glorious and I'm, you know, so anyway. Yes, always and we always want what we can't out. have because I'm too, I have, um, there's a reason why I have a hat on so that we don't, people don't need to, <laughs> if, you know, this gets put anywhere that they don't need to see my like humongous, uh, humid hair style that happens this time of year. So yeah. I, I too always wanted to have, um, wanted to have nice straight hair parted down the middle perfectly, but that never happens. Yeah. It's just too, psh- no, I tried it one time, and then there's pic like my. I remember my eighth grade school picture. I tried parting it in the middle, and I I looked like Dwight Schrute, quite frankly. It just oh, that's, it wasn't which could a good work now. Me. Which now it, I mean, sure. I mean, I I mean, I could probably pull it off. Well, I can't now, obviously. But if I had hair, I would you know I would totally pull it off. But nice. yes, yeah. now back then I just I, I didn't I didn't look good, and then I went to gel soon after that. And I just gelled my hair with you know the the the, the front spikes. That's what everyone oh, does. Nice. I don't know what that style's called, but like you know, I think like, that's also a boy band thing too, because that was like a it big, was. 98 degrees yeah. Nick Lachey hair gel thing. I could see that. That was like a well, like they kind of evolved from having the Brink hair to the yes. the gelled swoopy hair. What's right. that, is that even called? Something? What do you call that? Just I don't I, know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's a name for it, but I don't know what it is. I just call it kind of like the Nick Lachey yeah. hair. I mean, I had that honestly until I hair until I lost my hair. I would try that. Like even like there's my in my wedding photos, I had yeah. that hairstyle, and it's bad because I'm clearly going bald. But it, I I was holding on. Right, you got to work with what you got. Yeah, understandable. I, that's all I knew. I man. understand. Like, yeah. Because there's some cool hairstyles that are out these days that if I had hair, like, I would rock because yeah. there are some nice ones, you know. Well, but, unfortunately, the mullets are coming back, which I think is... Well, and I could do that. I could do the skullet, you know. Yeah. I could do the oh, Hulk Hogan true. skullet. <laughs> I saw Hulk Hogan in person, and he is oh, did you? humongous. Yes. He was getting well, a tour a at Disney guy. World when I was working there, and, yeah, he's very tan and huge and, uh, yes, had a mullet, and it was... It was interesting. That's nice. Good. Well, it's a skull because he, he didn't have any top hair. So yes, that, that nice blonde. Originated. Yes, that the, nice the blonde, blonde hair silky, back. What is it that they say? In it's always sunny. He's got the the hair of corn silk and a few inch mustache and the skin of a hot dog. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yes, that is That's, a very good yeah. way to describe him. Yes, <laughs> I was like Hogan raised on Hulk Hogan. So yes, that is perfect. Yeah. There Love it is. It. Yes. All right, so yours is Brink. I would agree. Two thumbs up. Amazing movie. And yes. ironically enough, uh, my favorite Disney Channel movie came out right after Brink. Okay. In a chronological order. Uh, yes. Also, both released in 1998. That would be Halloween Town. Oh, nice. Good Did choice. you ever see Halloween Town? Have you, have you seen it? I, I did, yes. I remember it being on TV, of course. And because I think at that time I was... I, let's see, 1998. So I think I was like a sophomore, maybe in high school. So probably yeah. not something I prioritized watching by any means, but certainly big Disney nerd, late bloomer. I, you know, liked very simple stories to follow. So I certainly remember Halloween Town. I think that's one of the most popular movies that have come out as the Disney Channel original movies, which I didn't realize people call them DCOMs. Yeah. Apparently I, that's I a thing. I learned this. A couple of years ago on Reddit, they were abbreviated as DCOMs, and yes. uh, people just—I think even my my sister-in-law, who's a huge Disney Channel fan, says DCOM. Like that's yeah. just—that's what you call them. So I, I didn't know. know that. I just call yeah. them Disney Channel movies or Disney movies, even. You know what I yes. mean? I didn't. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, man. All right. So those are – and so Halloween Town is, uh, you know, it's as far as – again, one of my favorites came out in 1998. It's about a, a family of kids who learn that they are essentially descended from witches and warlocks, not wizards. By the way, yeah. I don't know if you know the difference, and, and maybe if not, I don't know. Like, somebody can let us know. But what is the difference between a wizard and a warlock? Do that we know? is a great question, and I have never really gotten into the whole fantasy – genre yeah. so i could not tell you what that okay. is but i guarantee that there's somebody who can probably answer that within like two seconds perhaps oh, that listens to your I, show yeah i'm sure yeah let us know like if this gets up on youtube or just you know ping me on instagram yeah. or whatever because like, i'm curious i don't know me neither um, but any, because in this case yeah so like the girls in the family the uh the cromwells the, the cromwells right remember yes. that um they are descended from witches their mom and i didn't i actually i remember this as a kid and i was very excited because they're do you remember who played the mom in this movie I do. It was the one and only uh, Judith Hogue, who was April in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was released in 19... Was that 89 or 90 that that live action movie came out? 1990. Okay. Which was one of my favorite movies when that came out. Oh, my gosh. It's still uh, my favorite movie of all time. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes, it is. Again, running away and living... Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, who didn't? There's so many, like, there's so many, yeah, there's a lot of, like, female characters in hindsight. Like, God, I really had a I really had a crush on her... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, meanwhile, back at the ranch. But anyway, that's for another that's for another podcast episode. But um, yeah. yes, what and one the interesting thing I learned. I did a an episode pretty early on, I think, in my podcast about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because that was like my life. Yeah, growing up, is that she really struggled with the film because it was so violent and yeah. aggressive. There's a lot of fight scenes and just kind of senseless acts of violence and a lot of very bad Asian stereotypes. But yeah, and that's why she time. doesn't come but, back for the second one, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So she's like, you know what? Forget the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm going to Disney, and I want to be in, you know, Halloween Town, and then Halloween Town Two, and then Halloween Town High. So yeah. she went on to bigger and you know bigger and better things. Oh, and she's—I mean, she's been around so many, and and it's yes. you do because she goes to the conventions, and she totally, I think, has embraced the fact that she was. She's always, and I've never met her. I've always wanted to, but I know she's always very gracious to the fans, from what I've seen. And yeah. so, I that's mean, awesome. She's terrific. Yeah, she's, I love when I love that when they when they just get it, like, and they just come to some level of, of acceptance. Yeah, just yeah. like hey, this is how people know me, and I'm good with that, and they yeah. want to talk to me about it. That's that's awesome. I mean, I could throw her a curveball if I ever meet her, and I'll just like I'll just let, ask to talk about Halloween Town. I don't know, you know, just to see see what she says. But yeah, yeah, she was uh, she's great. So anyway, so she's and then do you remember who plays the uh, the grandmother? Yes, Debbie Reynolds. Who I could watch anything that Debbie Reynolds is. She is. Yes. A, she is a national treasure. She is amazing. She's so funny. She's so easy to watch. I'm a big Will and well was i guess because it's not on the air anymore but i was a huge will and grace fan and she was yep. played grace's mom in that show and does an outstanding comedic job in that role it was unbelievable so i i think she did fantastic in that which apparently julie andrews was considered for the role of really i didn't know yes, that what i mean okay. that is a tough i mean julie andrews and debbie reynolds She's pretty man, great too yeah. yeah that is just like the star power and of just those two alone is just amazing well, I think what blew my mind, too, is when I realized who Debbie Reynolds was. That's Carrie Fisher's mom. Yes. So she is the mother of the true mother of Princess Leia, right? Right. Yeah. So um, when I finally realized, I was like, oh, wow. Because she, yeah. she doesn't look anything like her. You know what I mean? But No, no. And they yeah, and unfortunately passed away so close in time with each other. But I guess she yeah. would go around the set, and that's how she introduced herself uh, during how as Car- when, as when as it Carrie was filmed. Fisher's mom? Yeah. yeah she, said, she says, hi, you know, hello, I'm uh, Princess Leia's mom. Allegedly. Yeah, well, oh. what, 
right, yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny though because you know she obviously had a very successful career in her own right before, well before Halloween Town, but right. Um, you know, I, I unfortunately just because of the success of Star Wars, like you're not getting out from under that shadow, even if you're the never going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right. Uh, but she's got Halloween Town to her to her credit, which is yes. uh, I think a fantastic one. And so anyway, long story short, she the grandmother uh, played by Debbie Reynolds was uh, she lives in Halloween Town, this magical mystical place that you can only get to by flying bus, and it's full of it. Basically, it's Halloween all year round there, and you've got all these monsters and creepy characters that are just super nice and friendly, and it's just so lovely. And you've got this evil wizard Calabar who's mm. uh, basically like making everyone mean. Like in hindsight, this is a pretty hokey movie. Like I'm not going to deny that, but for, sure. uh, for some reason, like for me, I was 11 when this came out, and like 11 year old me was like, I was, I was in. Like let's oh, do yeah. this. Like you were I am, prime age for this. Yeah. Yes. Perfect timing. Course, perfect timing. I had a crush on. Uh, I had a crush on. Uh, what's her face? The main, obviously the mom, but also the, yeah. the main. Uh, was her name Manie, Mamie, or Marnie? Was, I think Mar- it was Marnie. Marnie. Marnie yes. Cromwell. Huge crush on Marnie as well. I knew her from actually not just this, but I think she was in a couple of episodes of Goosebumps as well. Oh, nice. I uh, see if you ever that. watched that. Yeah, yeah. So I I knew her and she was just, yeah, huge crush on her. That was pretty much my motivating factor for most things I realized that I watched as a kid was like, did they have a girl that I thought was really pretty? Right. I, I probably I probably watched it. But um, yeah. no, it just, and it, it was, again, it's not a, it's a predictable story, but it's just, it's fun. And this yeah. was pre-Harry Potter, right? So like you yes. didn't. You know, this was close, like but. you didn't have. I mean, it was, it was it was very close, but you yeah. had the kids who realized their destiny as a witch and w- warlock, and you're like, oh man, well that's kind of cool. And then Harry Potter came around. And I'm like, ah, oh, well this is like copying Halloween Town. And then I read Harry Potter, and that was it because I love Harry Potter. Yes. But uh, this sure. was first, and so yeah. I was a huge fan. And and honestly, you know, Halloween is my favorite holiday of the year, like bar none. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even close, uh, you know, just because like the fall season and where I grew up, very similar to where you live now in Maine in the Northeast. It's you know just it's beautiful in the fall. It so yeah, yeah, I just I love the fall and Halloween Town. So it's funny because before Disney Plus came out and you could just watch it, like I actually paid money as a thirty year old man to get this on <laughs> iTunes to watch it. Nice, um, because I just wanted to. Say, I hadn't seen it in so long, and and I think at that point they were super strict about what you could find on YouTube and with a lot of their stuff. So yeah. Um, I was like, you know what? Let me just pay the, the. I think it was like fifteen bucks. Honestly, wow. I was like, let's pay fifteen dollars. I'll watch it. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like it's like just over an hour. It's not even that long. You know what I mean? It's it's. But uh, I'm a huge fan. So thumbs yeah. up for me there. I never saw any of the sequels. Did you see any of the sequels? I did not. I think if I did, I probably only watched a few minutes of it. But yeah, yeah. No, I, I haven't. I think by the time those came out, that was uh, way beyond my watching anything on the Disney Channel. Because yeah, just yeah. like Nickelodeon, you know, once Disney Channel stopped having Walt Disney World Inside Out on and Bug Juice, you are dead to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll always be a lifelong like Disney fan, but I just, their perspective on a lot of things, again, which is a very complicated, long-winded story, is just yes. is just different now. So I just can't relate as much to some of the stuff that they put out, but but people still love their movies. So that's that's a good thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and especially again, like Disney Plus, like it's if if I'm putting a Disney movie on, or like on Friday night or whatever, because we have pizza movie night every Friday with the kids. Like we're we're nice. watching old Disney movies. That's what we yeah. do. Like this, uh, even just the other night, kids slept over at my sister in law's house for just a sleepover. It's summertime, right? And so they uh, they watched Mulan, like the OG Mulan animated movie. They loved it. They never wow. seen it before. I so, think your sister in law, your sister in law, and I could be friends because Mulan is a fantastic yeah. movie. Yes. Yeah, it's it's Good her choice. absolute favorite. Like that it's, is her favorite Disney one. movie. Yeah, and then we watched the live action, and we're you know kind of disappointed. But anyway, um, 
So, all right, those are the two movies. Like, those are like our big shout outs. Um, I've seen a couple. Yes. I'm going to go through the ones on this list now. And, yeah. um, you know, we don't, we won't have to talk about them, but just to see if you remember them at least. So, sure. um, we'll go through them in order. So, again, Under Wraps was the first one, yep. um, which I never saw. You said you did see? I did. Yeah. I think it was, I remember seeing it when it was on, and then I was able to find it on YouTube, which I'm sure will be taken down at some point soon. But maybe because right. it's not on Disney Plus, maybe it's kind of on the like, they're like, well, you, you know, can't, the they can't make whatever. money on it elsewhere. They might as well just not like, care. Right. Like, uh, we're just going to make, we're going to make a new one anyways in 2021. So whatever, you can keep it on your YouTube page or YouTube channel that's, or whatever. Exactly. So yeah, certainly, okay. uh, yeah, very, you know, predictable, predictable plot, but, but fun. And, oh, I want to make sure to say this too, yeah. is it has the most like disturbing opening scene in it. That's like, I can't even believe that it was allowed. So the opening scene of the movie is kind of like a movie within a movie. So there's a, what seems to be like the movie's playing, but it turns out that there's kids and that are in the actual movie watching a movie at a movie theater. But anyways, this long story short, a knife ends up falling out of like the dad's hands okay. and lands in the um, people call it like a pig, the uh, garbage disposal. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. spins, it's spinning around and spinning around and spinning around, like violently spinning around. And the monster breaks into the house and is like strangling the dad and shoving him into the sink. And it's, oh, it's kind of, yeah, it's sort of implied that the dad is going to get stabbed. Disposed of. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Disposed of via <laughs> wielding, uh, <laughs> garbage disposal wielding knife. And then it cuts to the kids in the movie theater. It's like, this is really. That's messed man, up. Yes. Like, I know Disney's got a little bit of, like, a, some darkness to some movies, i.e. Bambi, Lion King, but this is, like, yeah. pretty graphic. I mean, they didn't show what happened, but it was like, oh, my God, this dad is going to get, like, shoved into this knife-wielding garbage disposal. This is yeah. insane. Well, certainly so. implied, but that's, yeah, that's messed up, oh, It's man. awful. Like, yeah. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, within the first five minutes of the movie, it's like, wow, this dad's going to die violently. This is great. This is off to a oh. good start. So maybe that's why they don't have it on <laughs> Disney+, Plus. it's like, oh, we really blew it yeah. on the... Uh, the opening was not good. So well, and who knows? Yeah, maybe, I'm sure they probably don't include that scene in the remake, but who knows? True. Um, I never saw it, so I, I can't say anything. But um, since you did see it, thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, I would say thumbs up. I mean, it okay. was you know, I think it was easy to watch and pretty funny at times. And yeah, you know, if you are into gore, then you know, just watch yeah. the first five minutes of the of the movie. There it is. But I thought it was pretty well done and pretty creepy. I mean. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I it was better. Than, I would say it was better than I expected. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Next one that came out uh, was one called You Lucky Dog. And if I recall, is this the one with Kirk Cameron where he turns into a dog? That is a great question. That sounds vaguely familiar, but I cannot confirm or deny that information. So I'm, I'm not sure. I remember because I, I, again, like I remember seeing the commercials more than actually seeing the movies. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to look this up because this is going to drive me crazy. So, uh, yeah. so you lucky dog is about a rich man who dies and leaves his wealth to his dog, uh, starring Kirk Cameron. There it is. Yep. So okay. he, I think he transforms into a St. Bernard, I believe. Um, I'm not going to wow. read through the whole plot here cause we're not talking about yeah. this more than we have to, but, um, wow. Yeah, so another so anyway, so yeah, that's what it was. And oh no, so there's Lucky the dog. Never mind. So I don't think he turns into a dog. I think he has a dog and he's trying to get the money from the dog's inheritance or whatever. So um yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's interesting. So that's a very interesting plot. I could see why that's kind of not on a lot of people's radars because that is a right. very random I mean a lot of these are random, but that is a very random <laughs> plot. Well, yes. A little uh a little different, you know, than uh, under wraps as far as direction they took apparently. So um yes. all right, so we can't rank that one. Uh, up next we have Brink, obviously two thumbs up there from us, then Halloween oh, Town. Yeah, which, same. 
sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. One thing I meant to, I forgot to say about Brink is that apparently Eric Von, what is his Deep. name? Eric. Yes. He was the voice of Sid in Toy Story. Yes. All three of the Toy Stories, in fact. They brought him back for that one cameo in Toy Story 3. Un- that yeah. guy, that is unbelievable. So not only is Brick, I mean, an amazing movie. I mean, he sure as heck convinced me that he's a awesome rollerblader. But he was yeah. always a Sid. What a great... He did so well doing that and made it sound like he had braces. I don't know. I mean, amazing. Well, yeah. I, that, I might just... Psh, yeah. Mind oh, blown. Yeah. And then he, he was also in the remake of Leave it to Beaver in the 90s. Do you remember that movie? Vaguely, yes. He yeah. was... Um, was it Wally? No, Wally? Is, that, what, is that the older brother, Wally? Uh, yeah, he I think was, he was uh, Wally. He was the older brother. I think it was Wally Cleaver. Yeah, so I remember he played Wally. That's what I first actually saw him in was that, and then I saw him in Brink. Yeah. And then I, mean, I realized... Rollerblading, was, Sid... Wally, dude, I mean, he, triple dude had threat. it all, man. And yet, yeah. where is he now? I don't know. He's probably doing his own thing. I haven't checked. Yeah, he's probably. <laughs> I mean, he's like behind the scenes stuff or something now. He or, might be. Yeah. yeah. A lot of these kid actors, man. You gotta, you gotta, you know. It's it's honestly a fifty fifty as to whether or not they're they're either still doing it or you know totally distanced themselves or still into it or you know having trouble along the way. Yeah. Um, you know, absolutely. It's, so. Uh, Halloween Town, we gave a thumbs up to. Fantastic. Uh, the next one that came out was one that you had alluded to early on, but it sounds like you didn't watch it, neither did I, but Xenon, the girl of the 21st century. Yes. Did you ever, Which, so you never saw that? I think I did. Okay. It, one of those things that I maybe popped on in between watching my recordings of NSYNC live performances on TV. I, you know, nice. probably paused the tape for a minute to watch that. But yeah, I think that, I think yeah. that was a big not to stereotype, I think just a lot of girls liked that movie, and I wasn't necessarily super into super girly movies per se, But and I was older by the time this came out. But I right. do think that my cousins, who I have a cousin that's about six or seven years younger than I am, I believe she was a huge fan of this, because I think there's a music, was there, I think there's a lot of musical aspects to the movie, maybe. May, I never breakouts. saw it, honestly, yeah, so yeah. it's possible. Yeah, um, I think that's part of its appeal. Yeah, well, I know that, like, when you go on Reddit or whatever, like, this one's always brought up as, like, one of the best. Again, I've never seen it. I probably never will. I don't have, you know, unless, like, again, it's my sister-in-law's favorite, actually. So, um, if she makes me watch it, I'll watch it. But, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out of my way unless someone's watching it with me that really wants to. So, Um, all right. So, so no thumbs there because we don't really remember it. Um, Yeah, somewhere in the middle. There you go. Up next, I'd never heard of this one at all, even, like, now. It's called Can of Worms. Does that ring a bell? It does ring a bell, but I don't think I saw it. Yep, same here. So nothing there. Uh, up next, this one I do remember, and I think I even saw this one. It was the 13th year in 1999. I think that's the one where the boy is a mermaid or something, right? Yes, he turns into a merman. He yes. like realizes that he was, yeah, that he he was adopted, I think, and his birth parents or whatever were so, yeah. mermaids. Yeah. yeah, and he's on the Which, swim team, and then he's like, "Oh, it's it's kind of perfect timing." You know, of course, he's a swimmer and right. gets really good at swimming because he develops fins. And it's uh, I forget the name of the guy, but he's in all kinds of Disney movies. That guy that plays the the kid in the like the main character. Um, yeah. And again, I'm not going to look it up because I'm probably never going to watch it again. But right. Um, but I do remember that one. I liked it. You know, I'll say thumbs medium for that one since I remember seeing it, but don't have any negative feelings. But don't yeah. have any positive feelings. I think it was a pretty um, well received movie from what i understand i think in terms of popularity of the movies and ones that people remember that's pretty high on the list 
I think that's, I mean, that's probably going to be true for most of these early ones because at, yes. back then you didn't really have any other choice. Like you had movies on TV and that's really cool. And, and so like, of course there's, they watched, they, they re-aired them a ton. That's how I remember watching a lot of them was. Oh God. They, yes. They always re-aired them. Usually it was like a Friday night. They would do like a Disney channel original movie after, you know, my brotherly love and growing pains was on. Yeah. Know, so that's probably how I saw it. But it's like, could Friday right. night get any better? I mean, come on. The answer is maybe, you know, because he had TGIF. <laughs> At That's the, true at too. At the same time, which was, you know, I'm definitely planning on doing a TGIF episode of this of the podcast oh, in the future. So. Definitely. Um, all right. So let's see. Up next, another one that I do remember seeing, or at least part of, was Smart House. Remember Smart House? Which is funny because yes. I live in essentially a smart house now with all of my Amazon controlled devices that are listening into my every every whim. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, the one thing I remember about that movie is that. Do you remember who played like the the house the AI? Absolutely. That it would be Katie Seagal, who mm-hmm. played Peg Bundy on Married with Children, which I was forced to watch as a child. Oh, so, I love, yes. you don't like it? it I love no, I do like that show. I, I think it's one of those things that at the time I'm like, um, you know, really, yeah. are we going to watch this? And I think my mom was like, because my dad kind of influenced a lot of stuff that we watched in the, like, gotcha. the best way possible. But I think at the time, she's like, really, you know, this is like such yeah. a nutty show. But I think in hindsight, I think it's hysterical. I think watching it back as a parent now, it's even better, honestly. Oh, yes. Like, There's, it's just, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There are so many things that I appreciate now as as an adult big time and, yeah, and as so, a parent. Yes. And then not only that, but she is also in uh, Futurama, if you recall. Yeah, You know, I never uh, watched Futurama, but I'm f- familiar with the show, but I didn't realize it. But that's, um, how, is that's it so awesome. I've never seen, I haven't watched much Futurama. Is it Leela? The, the, the girl with the one eye and the purple hair. Yes. I forget. But anyway, I think so that's, so. that's yeah. her. That's uh that's Katie Sigal. Yes. Or Sagal? Sagal? Is it Sigal? Uh, you know, I'm probably thinking of Steven Sigal <laughs> and I yeah, yeah. I always I do this on like every episode of my podcast. I always goof up anything that has uh, um uh not a vowel, a vowel in it. I because of my Midwestern yeah. upbringing, I, I I blame it on that. I always goof that up. So that's okay. Yes. It happens. Yeah. You know, it's y'all Katie know who something. we're talking about. That's the point. Yes. There you go. Katie yeah. something. Katie Peg, something. It's just say it's Peg Bundy. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's all I remember from that one. And I, it was a good movie. I, I think it was good. I, I give it a, a thumbs up because I do remember it. And yes. yeah. So um, yeah. I'm not going to have that to say for most of these going forward. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it while I can. Um, yeah. All right. Up next coming out also in 1990. So 1999 was a big year. We had one, two, three, four, six, six, eight movies came out in 99 alone for Disney channel. How did uh, they the find next, the time? Yeah, I'm saying. So the next one on the list here, Johnny Tsunami, another one that you hear a lot about on the uh, on the message boards, as it were, on Reddit and whatnot. Uh, yes. I never saw this one, though. Did you ever see this one? I did see this, and I think this, is, again, just speaks to, you know, not, again, not to stereotype, but I think when we were growing up, there certainly was. So I, I fully embrace it, but, you know, big time tomboy for me growing up. So anything that had to do with sports... Yeah. Or anything kind of, yeah, anything related to sports, whether it was a winter sport, even though I hate winter, uh, anything related to sports, I was certainly interested in. So this was certainly at the um, kind of at the top yeah. of the, the list. And was surfing, of, right? Didn't he surf? Yeah. So I think kind of the synopsis of the movie is that there's a, a, a boy named Johnny who grows up in Hawaii and his grandfather is this really amazing sort of hippie surfer guy. And they're really close. And his Johnny's dad is kind of frustrated that the grandfather has such a strong influence on him, and he kind of wants to get him away from the grandfather, which is pretty horrible. The dad's yeah. a jerk, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about as a theme 
uh, here in a moment. Yeah. But um, so the dad ends up ends up moving the family to Vermont with a week's notice to his son, which is super lame. And so then he has to move from Hawaii, which is you know beautiful and warm, which is where I personally would prefer to live. However, that's not going to happen. But anyways, they they move. He moves the family to Vermont, and Johnny then takes up. Eventually, sort of takes up surfing. Uh, not surfing. Takes up snowboarding. Okay. And um, there is a kind of a, a bully in the movie that tries to kind of makes fun of him for being from Hawaii. But the cool part about why I think I like this movie so much is that this kid Johnny never really lets the bullies get to him. And there isn't some like horrible like fight scene or him trying to really like get back at them. He just like he just doesn't let it bother him, which yeah. I think is just really awesome. And there's you know not some yeah some horrible like conclusion. I mean you can kind of guess how it ends, but um, he just doesn't get really bothered by it and still kind of goes about being a good person and you know being a good friend to people. And uh, it's just a I think ultimately like a really great easy to watch movie and the kid who plays the the lead character i feel like is a really great actor uh, and is just very convincing in in his role and uh the grandfather i can kind of relate because his um grandfather is from is actually japanese he was in i think the mortal kombat movie that's how i apparently. know him is shang sung from mortal kombat and then he's yeah. also in a more recent movie he's in the man in the high castle not a movie but a show if you yeah watch that show he's like one of the japanese like officials or whatever Oh, nice. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. he's from Hawaii. I think he like he's always American. He's Japanese yeah. American, but I think he grew up in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. And so I grew up, my grandmother is from Japan. So I think oh, anything nice. that, yeah, anything that involves like a, an elderly or older Japanese influence, I just really appreciate because that yeah. was, you know, a huge part of my life. So I, I, I think I enjoyed this movie and, um, somebody that Johnny befriends in the movie, the character's name is Sam and that Sam is played by Lee Thompson young. Oh who yeah. I think okay. was a famous jet Jackson. The famous jet Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and he has a pretty, you know, sad story too. And again, something that I can sort of speak to as well as he was diagnosed with bipolar in his late teen years um, and ended up, um, you know, passing away as a result of that. And, uh, I think he certainly left a a legacy and was such a great actor and was gone too soon. And I think he would have gone on to do other great things for Disney because he was just a very natural talent who wore a pretty awesome ski hat in the movie. So there's that too. (laughs) There it is. Yeah. Um, All right. So thumbs up from you then for that one? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I would would recommend it. Yeah. I think it's one of the better ones out of all of them for sure. Yeah. Okay. And unfortunately, again, never, never saw it, but, um, I, I mean the trailers and, and I know that Shang Tsung is in it, so that's cool. Good enough for me to give a thumbs up. So, yes. um, all right, we're not even out of the nineties yet, but the next one here, I don't remember is called genius. I don't think I've, I, that does not ring a bell. Okay. All right. So we'll, we're just moving on then. Uh, yeah. the next one, don't, don't look under the bed. No T- title sounds familiar, I mean, but I can't, I couldn't, I mean, I can kind of guess what it's about, but I can't, sure. I couldn't tell you a, syn- a synopsis at all. Yeah, same here. Uh, this next one I remember seeing trailers for, but couldn't tell you what it's about. Never watched it. It was Horse Sense. No, if anything okay. that had to do with horses, I was not going to watch. I can't. You were not I a had horse some, girl. No, I had some pretty like <laughs> traumatic, and that I'm that I'm being I'm being dramatic, but I had some pretty traumatic, being dramatic, uh, horseback riding experiences 
growing okay. up. So I just, the thought of going, have, watching anything about horses, going horseback riding, I have no interest in ever going yeah. horseback riding ever again. So anything that has to do with horses, no thanks. <laughs> no, okay, not my cup of tea. Enough. And my sister wasn't into horses either. So if she wasn't into that, then I definitely wasn't going to watch it. So yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm only going to give one more because, again, I feel like we could just keep going through these and it would just that would be the whole episode. And I want to go I want to talk through like the themes of these and whatnot a little bit more. Yeah. So the last one I'll say here is the first one that came out in 2000. It was called Up, Up and Away. And does that ring a bell to you at all? It does not at all. Nope. Me neither. So yeah. there it is. Um, I do want to give a couple shout outs. So there's a couple more on the list that I, I have seen. And so yeah. shout out to uh, Phantom of the Megaplex that came out the following year, or it came out in 2000 toward the end. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to The Luck of the Irish, where I think the guy thinks he's like a leprechaun or something. I remember I've, that one. Yeah, I've heard about that, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, same here. And then uh, actually, this one I did see because this was definitely geared toward an older audience. But in 2002, uh, True Confessions. Did you ever see that one? No. That was an amazing one. So that one is about a girl named True who, I can't remember if she like does like a video blog or or just like a regular blog or whatever, but um, she has a younger brother played by Shia LaBeouf who is, I want to say autistic. He definitely, um, he's, he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, got some, some special needs. Um, But long story short, like, you know, he's like, she loves her younger brother, but obviously very stressful, you know, stressed out because he can be a lot. Yeah. And I, I remember there's scenes where like he gets picked on and he just like, and it's just, it's very heartbreaking because he's, Shia LaBeouf is a fantastic actor. I don't care he what anyone says. He's an amazing yeah. actor. Um, And so anything that he's in, I will give a shot I'm in, in all seriousness. But um, yeah, this one definitely. was just really tough to watch as a kid because you just felt so bad for the kid because I know I'm was guilty of this as a kid. If we had, there were certainly kids in my school that, um, you know, had, had special needs that I was not the nicest to. And I, I think it was probably because I was trying to fit in. It was certainly not because I thought less of them. Um, right. and in, and in hindsight, I'm like, man, I did some shitty thing. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I didn't like go out of my way to like physically assault anyone or anything like right. that. But I remember I would, you know, behind their back, I would make fun of kids and it was yeah. never certainly not proud of that. And, you know, I'd, I'm even like embarrassed to say it out loud. You know what I mean? Because it's terrible. Yeah. Um, no, I, especially, I, can, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you on that. So, I, yeah. But it's a very emotional movie. Uh, I highly recommend that one. That one gets a double thumbs up because, I mean, I haven't seen it in 20 years, so I don't know if it still holds up, but watching yeah. it back in the day, really good. So um, hmm. I recommend that one. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah, my actually, my, my oldest son is on the autism spectrum, so that might be a, that could be a potential, potentially bittersweet uh, movie to watch. Yeah. So I'll definitely yeah, put that on the list. Yeah. There it is. Okay. All right. So that's that's all I'm going to go through on the movie titles. But let's talk about like kind of the themes because I feel like a lot of these had very similar themes. You, you kind of alluded to it with Johnny Tsunami with the dad yes. who's and this was pretty not just Disney but like there was there's a big trope of the '90s where you had like the neglectful parent who who's uh, and again I haven't seen Johnny Tsunami. I'm guessing the dad worked in like business and like was never home or always busy and you know he just he yep. didn't have time for his son and you know but he didn't want anyone else to raise his son because he probably was harboring his own secret guilt and took it out on his son so and the uh, grandfather and and the grandfather yeah so um i feel like that was definitely uh, you know a big so you know 
another example of that, I think, a little bit was Halloween Town, where the mom she wasn't a bad mm. mom by any means, but she was certainly trying to shelter her kids from having exp- um, you know exposure too much to the, her grandmother for right. various reasons. And so I feel like there was always that you know, and maybe this was because whoever made these movies was struggling as well, you know, because I've as a parent now, like I know there's that struggle with you know our kids, you know, and their grandparents, right? As far as like they see their grandparents as like these idols and they just look up to them and you know they yes. all they want to do is spend time with them and you're like well no listen like let's let's have our family time and you know that's for me as a parent and, and i know they don't mean it but like when they're like oh i like this i like going to grandma's house way more than i like being here and you're like right yeah yeah okay whatever um yeah because the, the woman that you see as grandma is not the woman that raised me i promise you but right. um you know once they become grandparents everything changes and so i feel like that was definitely a big theme yes. what were some other what were some other like tropes that you've noticed in the ones that you've seen yeah, I think there's certainly like a one parent household due to either divorce yep. or um, death, um, hating on the grandparents for sure, and some kid that sort of needs to overcome some obstacles or learn a new skill, and then there ends up being some sort of like showdown battle or something yeah. to kind of prove that the protagonist you know will succeed. Um, and and it's funny because I don't, I, in preparation for this episode, I kind of like randomly stumbled upon a really, really awesome podcast that I highly recommend. And I've never like talked to these people, like no affiliation, like I'm just putting out there because they're awesome. It's these two gentlemen from, from England and it's called mom can't cook a decom podcast. And it's kind of like this theme around like the mom is like too busy or, you know, can't cook or like makes the kids weird food in a lot of the movies and their take on all of these movies is hysterical. I've been listening to it as I've been like going on for walks or in my car and I've been literally laughing out loud. So I highly recommend it. So, yeah. So that is a great resource for anybody who's listening to the show that just wants to like flood their ears with hilarious, hysterical, unscripted, so freaking funny uh, mom can't cook podcast it's so good um okay. but yeah uh, yeah highly recommend um but yeah i think that there's yeah usually some kind of absent parent i feel like a lot of times like the dad in the movie is kind of a a dud if he's around a he's term. a dud yeah yes if he's, if, dad's kind of an idiot he's in the movie yep yeah dad's kind of a moron which is like accepted that everybody's just going to be like hating on the dad which is you know really unfortunate and yep. then yeah and then there's usually some sort of um, relationship between a, a siblings, usually like a brother and a sister typically. And I feel like it's always a, like the little sister is really annoying. And she thinks that her, um, you know, big brother is really annoying. And I know in like the opening of under wraps again, with that horrible scene that, you know, where the dad's about to get stabbed to death, the, the brother says some the sister is complaining or making fun of the little brother or something and he said like shut up you fat cow it's like oh my wow jeez jeez okay okay, let's address that too I i feel like a lot of things from those movies like even like by disney standards like you can't get away with now like i I remember i remember in brink um uh what was her name christina vega was the actress um that sounds right yes so she was, and she was, I forget her name in the, in the, in the movie, but, um, she was Gabrielle, is, Gabrielle. There it is. Yeah. So yeah. she's Peruvian. And I remember like, um, Val, the, 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 the antagonist was like, you don't like it? Why don't you go back to Mexico? And she, and she's like, I'm from Peru, estupido. And I'm yeah. like, that would not, you can't say that now. No, like, that's awful. Yeah. 
So, and then, um, you know, you mentioned that, and I assume it probably happened. I didn't see Johnny Tsunami, but the fact that you said they kind of made fun of him from being from Hawaii, I assume that's probably based on his appearance or whatever. Yes, they they made that was a part of the whole thing. And the bully, interestingly enough, the bully and Johnny Tsunami was actually in one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, that was a made for TV movie called, um, which was Dennis a Menace. Oh yeah! So I thought that was really interesting to see that the bully. I'm like, oh my god, you were Pee in that made for TV movie that I watched religiously. But anyways, yeah, they called him Hawaii the whole time in the in the TV show, and yeah. made fun of his grandfather and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, a lot of things that certainly I don't think would fly today. That's like, are you right? This really happen? Yeah. But a I mean, lot of and, hateful and, speech to each other, just like especially like the sibling banter was like really unnecessarily rude. Uh, and the usually the you know the bully conversations with the um you know the kid that they were picking on were you know pretty stereotypical yeah yeah pretty terrible yeah um yeah I, another thing I noticed you know and this is not just Disney Channel movies but they certainly stole it from it was again you kind of talked about a little bit like the, the overcoming the challenges like the, there was a whole yeah. thing of like self acceptance and being comfortable with who you are yeah I feel like Halloween Town Brink. Um, yes. you know, uh, what's the one, um, the 13th year where he's a mermaid, like just yeah. accepting who you are and embracing it and, and realizing that it makes you a better person. Yes. Um, I feel like that was huge in pretty much all of them because, you know, their audience they were targeting was feeling the same way, right? Like, right. you know, can I, can I be okay with who I am? And right. I, I know I can relate to that because, you know, I, I can't remember if we, did we talk about it on, on your podcast? Like I'm, I'm 36 almost. It, it's taken me a long time, but I finally accepted yes. who I am. Right. And you know what I mean? Like, that's just, absolutely. it's so important. And so the fact, I, I appreciate that they were preaching that message and they still do. I feel like most movies these days still have some of that as well, but um, yeah. that, that was a huge focal point. That was like the, you know, one of the lessons they learned at the end was like, be, be true to yourself and be cool with that because it's going to pay off for you, you know, in the long run. Right. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of themes around grief in a lot of movies too, of coming to some level of acceptance with that, or, you know, just having it become a part of you and, um, you know, not de not defining who you are, but having it be a part of you, I think was a big theme in the movie. And also probably, and I could relate to this at this time too, is acceptance around, you know, your parents either being divorced, which I, my parents got divorced when I was in fifth or sixth grade, I want to say at a time where none of my friends' parents were divorced or are yeah. still actually like together to this day, which is like incredible. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of themes with that, I think, which was, I, I could certainly relate to, or your parents dating somebody else, which I certainly struggled with as a, as a tween or, you know, and teenager was like, this is really weird. This feels really bizarre. I don't like this. I don't want to like this other person. So I think that they really struck a lot of, you know, hit a lot of chords and struck a lot of chords with young people like ourselves that were, you know, insecure, trying to figure out who we were, trying to fit in. Family, maybe family dynamics are challenging. I think that they really did a good job of trying to, in some as as much as possible, I guess in the in the nineties, but trying to diversify things a little bit, which was certainly welcomed. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, yeah. I um, I, I, very fond memories of of Disney Channel movies, and and again, I think they're still making them today. I don't know, but they are. Um, yeah, yep, yeah. they're still going. There's there's a whole. They have a whole list of ones that are still to be released this year alone. It's there out it of is, control. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, I mean, hey, and they got more of an audience than ever with streaming and things like that. So, um, you know, they're obviously making making them for a reason. So, 
Um, yeah, before definitely. we wrap up, who would you say, if you could pick one actor or actress that came out of the, any of these movies, who would you say has been the most successful in, you know, all the way till now? Um, I would say, I guess, well, actually two people come to mind just like thinking right off the bat and these, okay. and I have not seen any of the movies that they're in, that the, right. the movies on the Disney channel that they were in, but I would say Zac Efron. Yep. I was going to say that. Yeah. And Demi Lovato. Yes. Or is it, yeah. is it what about Selena it, Gomez? Was she one of the, or is it? Uh, she may have been. I thought Selena I Gomez remember. was in High School Musical. I could be totally wrong. I never yeah. saw it. <laughs> I'm sorry if, if you're listening her, to this. I thought she was Vanessa. And or maybe it's Vanessa Hudgens. I yeah, don't know. How I know that, I have no idea because I've yeah. never seen that movie and that's like not my demo. You know, it's not, I was Same well here. past the age I demographic. In, I was, yeah, but I, I was in college that when that came out. Yeah. Um, Zach Efron, though, I was going to say that bar none, I think he yeah. is the most successful and, and probably well-rounded at this point, you know, to yeah. this day of, uh, of all of them. Um, I'd say a runner-up would be Shia LaBeouf, you know, and now, yeah. granted, he was already kind of well-known before the movie he was in with, mm-hmm. um, he was in, uh, you know, Even Stevens on the yes. Disney Channel, which I yeah. was a huge fan of. Yeah, that, so was, a, that I, was a cute show. Yeah, so I, you know, he kind of got a start there, I think. And, but um, obviously, True Confessions helped kind of you know elevate him a little bit more. And then, um, and then just a few. Literally, it's crazy to think because time moves a lot slower when you're younger. It's crazy to think that in 2002 he was in True Confessions, and then literally like five years later he was in Transformers. Like that blows my mind. Yeah, that's so. It's you know, and he it, some of you know the most like troubled people are some of the most talented. Yeah. actors and actresses and musicians and he's certainly up there on that list he's yeah i mean, I mean incredibly talented obviously glad he's you know still with us because unfortunately yeah. it's not always the case with with a lot of these very talented child actors so right um and i think he's on a good path i don't know again like i'm not one to like talk about like gossip about celebrities like i know them i feel same like same here that's, Ex- that's, i am the same way i never you know yeah, like never I go just, down that path I just, no offense, if if that's like your thing that gets you up every day, good for you. Like, I don't, right. I don't care. Like, I don't know them. If they're my friends and they happen to be famous, that's totally different. But they're not. Like, right. I, I don't know these people, but I obviously don't exactly. wish ill upon them. And so, yeah. um, I just. That's exactly know, I, how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just hope that if he's struggling, you know, whatever, get, get, you know, do okay, get better. I don't know. I, I'm not good at those things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm totally, I'm with you on that for sure. All right. Well, Amy, any any final thoughts on uh, on on decoms before we wrap this bad boy up? Final thoughts on decom. Well, I think that which again, I'm just I've only known of that phrase for or, or acronym for the last week, so I feel very <laughs> enlightened and I feel so young and hip now. Absolutely. Um, yeah, just like I didn't know what bay meant or goat, and I had to ask. Doesn't bay just mean babe? No, it means before anyone else. According what? to a high school kid that I used to work with, yeah, because I don't oh, know what that man. meant. I, Which, d- I didn't know what that meant. Jeez. Yeah. And then I knew goat because I I forget where I heard goat, but I knew goat. Yeah. So I feel very enlightened now. And I think that I feel like I'm grateful that I was a, you know, a teenager when these movies came out. And I think that it's nice that they they're sort of like maybe like two two going on three-ish now generations of people who have been sort of raised on these movies. And I think that their topics are just going to get more, more diverse and hit a sort of a broader audience. And I think that there's just something nice about being able to sit down, watch a movie, you know, nothing horrible is going to happen. Some terrible story that, you know, it's going to follow sort of this plot that's 
pretty predictable, but I think in some ways that's actually kind of a good thing. It's comforting. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the same reason people watch Hallmark movies every year, the Hallmark holiday movies. Like, you know the plot. That's okay. Like, that's you watch it because you know what to expect and you want that kind of, you don't want to have to think. You know what I mean? And I think this is kind of like the Hallmark movies for teenagers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's good for kids to have something that they can look up to and relate to. And so I hope that Disney continues to bring in a slew of younger fans and a younger audience and hopefully with you know streaming that that doesn't change since people have so many freaking choices of what to watch it's like i just don't even bother because it's just too overwhelming yeah um so you just end up not watching anything you know like right (laughs) yeah it's like it took three hours to go through netflix and disney plus and hulu and amazon just forget it i'm tired now that's yeah well because you're always yeah. afraid that you're going to make the wrong choice, right? Like, yeah. because you have a choice, you don't want to make the wrong one. And there is no wrong choice. It's whatever you decide you want to watch. But, right. you know, it's, you know, same thing with, you know, I, I, I mentioned this before, big video gamer. Like, I've got so many video games on my Nintendo Switch that, like, if I get bored two minutes in, I'm going to switch to another one. You know what yeah. I mean? And so that, that happens with movies, too, where you just, you, you, you know you can move on, so you don't, you know. I feel like that's, like, society these days. You know that you can always right. move on to something else, whether it's a like dating or it's a movie, whatever you swipe, right. That's like literally what the the society we live in. And this is, you know, these came out at a time where you didn't have a lot of choice. I mean, there were still a lot of choices back in the nineties to watch on TV, but um, you know, with Disney, Disney being what it was like, you know, that brand recognition kind of gave you you know, a good idea of what to expect. And, you know, you watch these movies because, you know, it was, you know, still not nearly the choices you have these days. So, right. And there's nothing else to be really be distracted by. And I think that's something, uh, you know, that's the thing, yeah, you weren't staring yeah. at your phone going okay let's check facebook while the movie's on or what you know I mean, right. you had commercials as we talked about where you could get up and go to the bathroom or whatever but other right. than that i mean you were watching the movie and that's what you did so right. um that came out at the right time i think for the right to, i think you and i are part of a generation that appreciated what and I, I feel like everyone says this about their generation but you and i are part yeah. of a generation that appreciated what it was like not to have so much choice to yes. where it doesn't necessarily define who we are. In fact, exactly. in some ways, it's almost a hindrance because it drives you crazy because you don't want to make the wrong choice. Right. Whereas, you know, I know like my kids, like they're going to grow up in a, in a time when it, literally all they know is that they can change their minds in five seconds and, and try something else. Right. So. Yeah. I think these are some of the probably movies that was the last time I was like fully present for something. Yeah. You know, not distracted by something. And um, yeah, I think a good way that my, our generation um, is described as having sort of a analog childhood and a, a digital adulthood. Yeah. But you know, you're absolutely right, though. Like, we grew up in a time period, we had analog childhood, digital adulthood, so we appreciate mm-hmm. both. And that's that's kind yep. of the, that's why I call this Generation S. It's the in-between between Generation yes. Y and Gen Zs, right? It's, it's that in the middle where like you truly had a split because I, I remember like my teenage years were the last era of like analog whatever and yes. then by the time I got to college like no it's all digital so you yep. know I, I feel like we adapted to digital very well obviously but at the same time I guarantee you I can go use a rotary phone right now to my oh, kids for amazement. sure you know what I mean yes. so <clears throat> yeah I'll never forget I had to when I was um, still working in education a student needed to call home and I think her phone had been like confiscated or something from her parents. And so, and we were at a church where we had an after school thing, yada, yada, yeah, yeah. yada. But anyways, she had to call home and there was the only thing that she 
could use was there was a a, a rotary landline phone in the kitchen and she looked at it and she it looked like she was <laughs> like you know what I mean like all of a sudden I don't know a yeah. bunch of spiders were crawling all over the walls or so. she was like uh what 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 is this and what do I do and she was very overwhelmed and very flustered I'm like okay well what's the you know what's the first number okay nine nine roll it back and yeah. she was like horrified that she had to do that she had no thought clue you're gonna have to it's might as well ask her to do morse code or something you know pretty much yeah get the pony express um <laughs> and uh your parents will know where you are in about five days and uh you'll be fine yes so it's I think we're nostalgic for that time because it was a time where we were present for it and we remember a lot because we were so present. Yeah. Well, you know, I remember, you know, just as far as like calling home from school, like I remember a time where we would call collect because it was free and you didn't have a yes. quarter for the payphone, And he would just say like, you know, please state your name. And it'd be like, mom, it's Dan. Give me or pick me up at school. Bye. Yeah, and then you just, exactly. and, then they, and then you hang up and that was, yes, um, absolutely. Yep. So, I mean, totally did that. Um, yep. cause I didn't get a cell phone until I was in college actually. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, uh, I still had to call from usually an office phone or again, a pay phone, you know, which mm-hmm. you, you see those every once in a while, but yeah, pretty much nowhere. Few and far between. Like a, yeah. So yeah, it usually looks like a crime at this point. Most, anytime I go past a pay phone, it looks like a crime scene or something. It's like, what yes. in the heck happened over there? Cause it's like ripped out of the. <laughs> <laughs> the cord's like ripped out, you know. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's not pretty. Graffiti all over it. It's yes, you know, it's, yeah. It's just the truth. It's a forgotten. It's the, you know, it's like seeing a blockbuster video sign on an empty storefront. You know, it's just yeah. And then just one one single tear. That's right. Comes down. You know, you, you yeah. know, relics of the past. So it's true. <laughs> well, it's listen, true. that's what that's what this podcast is all about. That's what your podcast is all about. We are rehashing relics of the past. I like that. I'm gonna use that yeah. rehashing relics you, of the past. You should um, absolutely. Amy, let's give listeners a chance once again to to find you on on all the podcast channels. It is the Pop Culture Retrospective Podcast, yes. and the website is popcultureretrospective.com. Yes, and that's kind of the easiest place because there's links to everything. My social media links are on there, Perfect. links to the show on, on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all that good stuff. So that's a great place to, to start. But yeah, certainly if you're enjoying the content of this show, which I'm sure you are because you're listening to it, feel free to come check out my show as well. I think you'll find there might be some overlap and um, maybe diving back a little bit later, uh, you know, farther back and I do some stuff on the eighties too. So yeah, uh, feel free to come, come check it out. Well, and I think that's, again, what's great about all these different podcasts is that I could listen to four different podcasts, talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, and hear four totally different conversations. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't right. matter if we've talked about Disney, you could, you could go and do an episode on Disney channel movies with another guest on your show right. and it's going to be totally different than this one is. And that's, what's great is that you're yes. always going to hear a different perspective. Like, listen, there's only so many things that happened in the last 25 years. I totally get that. But I, yeah. what's unique about that and what's unique about you, the listener is that you had your own experiences with these that sometimes may interact with, intersect with what other people did and that's kind of the goal of my podcast but like no like everyone's experience was different so that's what's that's what's great about having all these you know uh, you know things that you can go and listen to and watch um because you can relive your own experiences and and hear about how other people in the world live through what you did so right um absolutely and and that's what we did today with disney channel man it was it was a good time so yes um Amy, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. And I want to, I totally want to have you on again in the future yeah. if, if you don't. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah, sign, sign me up. I would yes. be happy to join and you have a fantastic show. And I'm not just saying that because 
I'm a, a guest. I don't just like, oh, I'll just I'll just go on who who's ever show. That's fine. I always make sure to <laughs> either I've already list I've already I'm familiar with it and have listened to it because I'm a huge podcast uh, podcast podcast <laughs> listener and fan myself because that's how it kind of got into all this. And your show is 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 fantastic. So thank you for what you do and put out there. And I'm happy to happy to come happy to come and be back on the show. Absolutely. And likewise, and certainly would love to come back on your show as well in the yes. future. We'll just uh, we'll figure yeah, out gotta, what we talk about. Yes. As I like to say, the train needs to continue to pull into Collaboration Station because there it it's, is. A, good, it's yep. a good place to be. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. So this Collaboration Station. I love yes. that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, as I mentioned, always make sure you like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Make sure you're telling your friends about the show. A shout out Ashley again. Ashley is a champ when it comes to shouting out the podcast in her own personal network. So uh, make sure you do the same, guys. Um, and if you can, this is a little extra step, but God, it means so much to me and my ability to get this show out there is leave a review. Uh, if you're on Spotify, leave the star reviews. I don't care. You don't have to do I'd love it if you did five stars, but do whatever you feel is, you know, what you think of the show um leave a review on itunes because what that does is that gets us exposed like there's like a nostalgia category i'm sure in itunes where yeah. you know shows show up so in order to for me to get more visibility and get to more listeners that you know would love this show leave a review that helps every little bit helps um and make sure you're checking us out on youtube we've got some great stuff on there as i talked about earlier and uh yeah, yeah and a great youtube channel and it's not just a just a you know, stuff that's from your podcast episodes. I mean, it's like individual right. things on topics and it's so well done and so interesting. And you have such a great voice that's so soothing to listen to, you know, so if you ever want to go into like, you know, reading audiobooks or something, I think there's a future in that for you as well, but it's a great, great channel. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's, I, I, yeah, I'm blushing now. Thank you. Yes. Now, now. <laughs> awesome guys. Well, gratification again, station. That's the next stop gratification station there it <laughs> yeah. is we're just we're, yeah. we're hitting all the stops here yeah. all right guys thank you so much for listening once again and we'll talk to you soon goodbye goodbye